four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to America.com. My name is Rich Doc Hayden, and I am with Harpo. And we are here with our friend and two seven brother Matthew Maxwell. Maxwell, how are you doing today? Doing great, man. Outstanding, outstanding. We're having a little conversation beforehand. Everybody's doing good, so we're just going to jump right into it. So, we have two major conflicts going on in the world today, and if you have been listening to the news at all in the last couple of months, you know all about them. It's the war between um, uh, the war going on in Israel-Palestine and the war between Russia and Ukraine. So, I figured... Uh, we, we have some recent developments in each, um, uh, nothing that's going to move the needle entirely, but more diplomatic developments. So um, let's start with Israel-Palestine. Um, just very briefly, um, before I, I get harp into it, uh, President Biden made some remarks today about uh, how Israel's losing uh, some of the world's support with the constant bombardment of Palestine and um, Harp, have you heard those comments yet? And what do you make of them? I mean, I wouldn't call it a war against Israel and Palestine. It'd mm. be a war against Israel and Hamas. Mm, no, okay. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I mean, they're not attacking the Palestine people specifically. Uh, so I, I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't agree with it being called Israel and Palestine mm-hmm. versus Palestine. That, that's definitely not. What it is. Mhm. Mhm. All right. So, have you been following? What do you make of what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I see. I see in the news where the, the Hamas uh, soldiers are surrendering. You know, uh, Israel Prime Minister says, you know, this is starting to be the wind down to the end of it. So, they're not gonna. They're gonna see it through to the end. Mhm. So, mm-hmm. We shall see. I think they're looking for, for one more guy, one mm-hmm. more big guy anyway, and they'll get him. All right, all right. Maxwell, let me open it up to you. What have you been seeing? Well, I saw the uh, I saw the UN vote to put a ceasefire into effect, and of course the uh, U.S. was the deciding hand to veto that situation um you know it's interesting the war may be against Hamas but it's like uh there's nothing precision I I see a war being prosecuted a whole lot different than the way we did it Mm. right like if we were well look how long it took us well hell we didn't. We had. We had. We had no clear aims. Like, yeah, you, I you can end a conflict. You can against those people. Well, I, you, I guess you can end a conflict real quick if you kill everybody, right? Like, uh, I'm saying, I'm saying, if we were looking for five motherfuckers in Fallujah, we didn't. Uh, you know, we didn't level the entire city to do it. Now, and we didn't win the war. Now, Phantom Fury is a, is another situation in itself, but like it, it's just not being it's just not being prosecuted in a way that I think in the West we've ever. I mean, 
Yeah, I guess uh, I, I guess if you kill two million people, you could you could call yourself the winner. But yeah, uh, you know, but it's just uh, I don't know. It's just kind of sickening. It's sickening that we back it up and that we provide the fucking munitions and 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 money for this shit. That's just my thought on it. Yeah, you know. I, I I do have to go back and, and hear this episode again and hear my, my words again, but my my sort of fear of how this is playing out is gonna so as as, as let's see my fear of how this was gonna play out in the worst way has happened. So Harp, I think you're right that it is a war against Hamas, but unfortunately the bombs are falling on Palestinian civilians, and you know the the. The hardest who, part. Who, who, the na- who the neighboring countries won't let them come in. Well, okay. So, so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the, when we talked about that too, and I think the, the most, the, 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 the most difficult part of this war is that um, it started because of a terrible attack and you can't, it, it's really difficult as we found out, as everybody who's ever tried to root out terrorists have found out, it's extremely difficult to root out terrorists, and it's extremely difficult to root out terrorists uh, without civilian casualties. I, you know, Nasser, you make a good point. I don't. We didn't persecute it like this. We did, you know, when we went into I- Iraq, we did, uh, you know, we 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 launched a lot of cruisers. We 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 killed a lot of civilians as we softened up the Iraqi army. But we didn't. Um, I don't know if we indiscriminately bombed like this. But what 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 happened? What's happening now is. Um, Israel's losing the goodwill of the world. Um, Israel has lost any sort of potential goodwill it had in Palestine. And rebuilding is going to be um, extremely difficult. I read, when the article I read, uh, I, I, I believe it was Biden was calling, and the uh, U.S. government was coming for um, uh, uh, the Palestinian Authority, who currently um, govern the West Bank, to rule um, or to govern in uh, Gaza, which Netanyahu flatly rejected. But at the same time, you know, who, I don't know what Israel's thinking. Who's going to, what comes after? What comes after Hamas? And, um, and, you know, that's the same, it's the exact same thing that got us bogged down in Iraq. What comes after, um, what comes after Saddam? You know, in Afghanistan, what comes after the Taliban? And, uh, you know, the, the 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 powers that come in the, the larger powers you know us in Iraq and Afghanistan Israel in um, uh, Israel in Palestine uh, don't have a never have a good answer for it and I don't think we're going to talk in a minute about Ukraine and Russia but uh, if Russia does prevail in Ukraine which again I don't think is going to happen but if it ever did you know it would set up some sort of very weak uh, puppet government which would constantly uh, be under attack and under pressure. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't see how this, I I don't see how this, uh, uh, ends any better. I don't, uh, you know, Israel had an opportunity. It was a much smaller window of opportunity than we did in, um, in, uh, uh, you know, after 9-11 to, to, you know, achieve its aims. And it just, um, you know, it just doesn't, doesn't seem to work. Harp, you know, so Harp, what would you say it's, about it's, that? It's two, it's two total different types of wars. Though. I mean, Israel is next door to these people. Mm-hmm. We didn't live next door to Iraq. Mm-hmm. I mean, so they, they've been doing this forever. 
And you say, what comes after Hamas? Whatever comes after Hamas better be smarter than Hamas because Hamas has got annihilated. Mm-hmm. So whoever comes after them better not try the same stuff they did because they wouldn't get annihilated. Well, I don't, I don't mean it like that. But what I mean, like, who's going to govern uh, the Gaza Strip? You know, I mean, like, who's going to actually, you know, maintain the road, build the bridges? What's up? I said it won't be Hamas. That's true, but you got to have. I mean, look, and here, here, here we go again, creating this infinite cycle. So, Afghanistan. Uh, in Afghanistan, pre between the uh, end of the Soviet invasion and nine eleven. Uh, Afghanistan, there was a power vacuum for a number of years, and the Taliban eventually filled it. The Taliban, uh, you know, harbored and supported Osama bin Laden, who eventually went and attacked us. And, uh, you know, what's going to be in in Palestine after this? Eventually, the war, you know, the war, the bombing is going to stop, and, you know, what's going to be there? And who, who's going to take over? And, you know, so... They've been doing this for a very long time. I think they've got it way more figured out than we do. Mm. I mean, I think you're right uh, that they've got it figured out. And uh, what I'm saying is how they have it figured out is a whole lot different than how we would do it. And that's essentially, I mean, what we're seeing is like, hey, the way to solve the Hamas problem is to freaking wipe out every Palestinian that exists. I mean, that's essentially what's happening. And it doesn't matter who governs Palestine afterwards, Mm. because if Israel meets all of its military aims, there will be no Palestine. Mm. And that, like, everything that they're doing right now is, like, that's that's the outcome, man. That's, like, like I said, there's no way they could take out the whole Palestine. They're doing a they're doing a pretty goddamn good job of it right now, man. And how like we're talking Gaza Strip, we're not even talking about the West Bank, like, you know, here like and I have to preface this by saying like by no means is my support for Palestinians who I have like personal friends who are Palestinian, mm-hmm. right? Is Palestine and Hamas are not one and the same. They're not interchangeable. There's like obviously a lot of Hamas people. The fucking it's a it's a Hamas run government at this point. But it's only after it's one of those things. It's like you know we came across this in Iraq too. The majority of the people are just people trying to live their mm-hmm. life, right? And then. The loudest and the most brash are the one that you see. And everybody else just keeps their mouth shut. Because what are you going to do? You got these fucking unhinged savages, uh, the Hamas motherfuckers, living in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Are you going to speak out against them? No, they're the dudes with the guns, right? Shit. And, uh, you know, so it's just like in Iraq, like, Al-Qaeda and all that shit was intermingled amongst them, but no one was going to say shit because what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You're just going to get it just as bad as everybody else. War, war has changed so much, man. Over there, there's no, there's no uniform, so you don't know what you're fighting. That's right, right. That's mm-hmm. that's for certain. I'm saying, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think the Israel, Israelis are going in and kicking doors and killing every 
northern mm. QQ, northern Palestine. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't see that. Yeah. Harp, they, I they, haven't seen that in the news. They, they. Uh, <laughs> it, it may not be that, but they're, they're, they're yeah, they're pretty indiscriminately shit. bombing. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I, I can see bombs. Everything. Dude, you're trying to get, if you've got a fucking apartment building, and it's like, dude, it's like downtown Fallujah. I mean, I look at the images of this shit, and it just reminds me of fucking the places that we were at. So you're, I mean, trying, to get, you're trying to get one cat. You know, you see some of these, like, 15-story high-rises. You're trying to get one cat in there. And and it's like one of those things where nobody fucking bats an eye at the fact that we're we're gonna take out this fifteen story structure and all the families and all the kids and all that shit to get one dude. Like I remember when we would freaking follow a guy with ISR to wait till he got out into the countryside by himself and then we'd schwack him with a fucking J Dam or something like that. Right? I remember doing that in 07. We'd follow a guy for fucking hours just to get, like, the that there would be no collateral damage. Mm-hmm. They don't do that shit here. They're like, hey, th- there's there's a fucking 60% chance that this guy's in this building right now, and there's fucking kids playing all around, and they're like, fuck them. They're just fucking Palestinians. And they're dropping fucking J-dams. It's, like, right there in front of our eyes. Dude, it's just like 
It's just like fucking Iraq, man. Fighting for freedom. What the fuck did Iraq have to do with anything? I'm just watching this all happen over and over again because history repeats itself. Here we are giving fucking money and munitions to the Israelis so they can wipe out an entire fucking culture of people. I just hope we don't. I just hope we don't take our tanks and all that, all our good stuff over there, and just leave it again. Yeah. Well, you know, so so, so Max, I want to I want to piggyback off what you said a little bit. I think, um, I, and you know, I think that the 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 Israelis are very quickly, if they haven't already passed the point where the use of um, their use of force is not entirely proportionate to the attack. I mean, they've gone beyond. But also, too, let's let's just for one moment, let's uh, take the moral dimension out of it just for a moment. I also don't think that it's a very effective strategy either. I don't think that, and I, I come back, you know, a lot, of, we're in the middle of the war, people aren't, when you're in the middle of it, it's hard to visualize what's going to happen at the end. But I don't think that there's any, um, I don't think anything here has, anything here has gotten us any closer to a resolution of the the conflict and the uh, the situation in Israel Palestine. I'm talking, you, you know, if you go back to um, the day before this Hamas attack, um, it was kind of a bit of a holding pattern. But even now, it's 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 set the you know the cause, um, whether a two state solution or, or anything back years. I mean, it it just keeps going and going. So I you know in the long run, I, I don't know strategically how this helps Israel. I understand they had to. Of course, they had to respond, um, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I, you know, I've the reason I've always stayed out of this conflict <laughs> is because I, I, I really don't see an end game to it. I and, and when I say the conflict, I mean the bit, the larger conflict, not just this conflict. There's not not just what's been happening over the last couple months. I mean, I just don't see a um, an end game to it. I, you know, the uh, the um, Netanyahu's running the most conservative government in Israeli. Uh, history, they're perfectly content to just bomb the hell out of the Palestinians, build a wall, and forget about it. But as we see, you know, as we saw um, uh, in October, the October 7th attacks, uh, you can do that, but it, you know, this terrorism is still going to happen. You, you, so their, um, their strategy obviously isn't working. So, I, I don't know. I kind of throw up my hands with this one. Um, can anybody can anybody here uh, uh, find some sort of long-term solution to the Israel-Palestine conflict? Uh, anybody? It's been going on since the start of time. So, well... Oh, nobody knows an end game. Yeah. There is no end game. Yeah, I mean, I don't... You know... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, like, like I said, I mean... Like I said to Harper earlier, I mean, Israel in a way has an effective strategy, which is just fucking kill every, kill them all, and freaking then you don't have these neighbors to contend with anymore, mm-hmm. uh, which is so fucked up. But you know, mm-hmm. and and like I said, not something I want to pay for. Mm-hmm. Fucking, uh, it's just. It's just fucking sad, man. And, uh, I mean, unfortunately, that's probably... I don't see Israel letting up. They they clearly don't give a fuck about mm-hmm. international opinion. 
And you know, it's one of those things, like, you have to fucking walk a mile in their shoe. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it's like to be an Israeli in Israel, like, a, you know, freaking with threats of terrorism all the time and shit like that. And, and, and again, the October 7th shit was fucking horrific. And it's fucking, and the Hamas is butchers, Hezbollah is butchers. They need to disappear off the fucking face of the earth. And I'll tell you what, if it, if Israel handled that shit the right way, I'd probably be fucking supporting them, mm-hmm. right? But I can't the way that they're just like fucking, mm-hmm. hey, it's like, uh, you know, never t- never let a crisis go to waste. It's like, oh, you had some Hamas people pull a fucking attack. Right. And uh, as so let, let's use this to open the door to our fucking to our fucking genocide aims, which is I don't know how else I see what I see. I don't know how else to fucking define that when you're just indiscriminately killing fucking everybody. Right. Like, are they are they kicking in doors and shooting everybody in the face? No, because that's too much work. They sit back and fucking bomb whole fucking blocks down. You know, like freaking. That's uh. That's I mean, he said. He said it. From, he said it from the get go. I mean, he prepared us. He, he said it from the start of the war. America, stay out of our way. He knew. I mean, he was saying it from the get go. Who's that? You, the Nahu? Yeah. thing where 
uh, I'm proud to say, like, I don't fucking drink the Biden Kool-Aid because he, because it's blue versus red or whatever the fuck, right? I think they're both shit. I think they're both fucking garbage. Democrats and Republicans alike. That's why I was a libertarian for for a very long time until I realized that they're they're just crazy as well, like fucking, and can't get shit done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like everyone's gonna get an equal bashing tonight, and like, and I'd be <laughs> remiss if I didn't fucking point out that fucking Joe Biden's a fucking piece of fucking garbage and just your normal Washington. Yeah bullshit on steroids man this one it is israel palestine is a fucking tough one man it's it's and the fact the i you know we're gonna we're gonna shift over to ukraine and russia in a minute at but um the big big difference between um ukraine the war in ukraine and the war in you know israel palestine is that um, there was a provocation from Hamas, um, you know, on the, even though we, you know, we understand that Hamas doesn't, doesn't represent all Palestinians, there was a provocation on the, you know, Palestinian side, you know, with the little asterisk, but um, there was nothing on the Ukrainian side, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's no, just... No, that's a good point. Yeah. Dude, that's an excellent point. And that, that's the thing, like, I'm not a fan... I'm not a fan of war whatsoever, like whatsoever. When I was young and thought that that was like the fucking Super Bowl, you know, when you're a young Marine and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like I want to get in the big game. But as you get older and fucking I'm start to understand yeah. something. Yeah. You know, it's like I am uh I'm totally against it, right? And Yeah. And the fact that like a sovereign nation was invaded by another sovereign nation uh, twice, right? Because it happened before mm-hmm. with crime, the annexation of Crimea. Like, you know, this fucking, this aggression here. And, and that's the thing. You look at the way the Ukrainians are defending their homeland, like, mm-hmm. they're not going in and fucking, they've been very careful not to start shelling into Russia and all mm-hmm. this shit. They're very, they're like, they'll defend their fucking homeland, they'll do their shit. Yeah, there's some deep strikes into Russia on, like, train lines and shit like that. War targets, right? Like, you're going to take the the enemy's ability to resupply themselves away from them. It's done very... Mm -hmm. It's done correctly, right? Like, it's it's a justified defense of their homeland, and it's done... Like, they don't go... They don't be like, oh, well, you know, everything's chaos. Let's just fucking... Yeah, yeah. Let's go anarchy and just be butchers, yeah. right? No one's ever going to fucking respect that. That's why, like, I don't fucking respect Hamas. Yeah, and, like, yeah. the, you know, it's, like, one of those things, like... And, and I'll say this, because, you know, there's the fucking people in America that are, like, you know, pro-Palestinian. And they'll ask them, you know, would you, you know... Reporters and shit will ask him, like, do you condemn Hamas? And the fuckers in America that can't condemn Hamas, yeah, yeah. that won't say shit, like, you are not helping your fucking people, bro. Yeah, no, definitely not. You know what? Definitely like, not. you won't yeah. say a, you won't condemn <laughs> yeah. 
fucking terrorism and butchers. Like you're not doing you're not doing the the fucking Palestinians over there any fucking favors by not doing that. Like yeah. you have to separate yourself from these fucking butchers. Yeah. Yeah. And like that's the thing, like when when Palestinians can't fucking when people support Palestine won't condemn Hamas, you're not getting any sympathy from anybody, yeah. trust me. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And what still what still gets me though is like no none of those neighboring countries are letting them come in, nobody. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't they don't want the bad ones in there. Well, well they can't and they and they can't even. I mean, I guarantee that's a lot to do with it. This, well, there's, there's the neighboring Arab countries. Um, it's politi- it's politically expedient for them to play both sides of this game. To number one. Talk about how great uh, Palestine is, and talk about how much they support the Palestinians and vilify Israel. But then, number two, not do shit about it, <laughs> like not at all, not do anything about it. Won't even give them a loaf of bread over there. Yeah, it's it's horrible. My, you know, I, I one one thing I do have to say, kind of in the Israeli Maxwell, you're talking about this a little bit. The Israel, I, I don't, I, I've been to Israel, but I don't, again, I don't know a ton of Israelis. But I, one of the things I do know about the Israeli psyche, and this doesn't justify what they're doing right now, but the, um, it is, you know, they're surrounded by enemies on all sides, people who hate them, uh, who, who want them gone, um, and who, who they harbor some, you know, they share, they have a lot of historical similarities with, a lot of historical differences with, but they, basically from the moment you're born in Israel, you're, you know, you're living on a constant threat of terrorism, and with the knowledge that, um, that if if the Arab world could get its shit together, they'd come and kick you out. My, unfortunately, my long-term prediction, and this is going to happen, This we won't live to see this, this is probably at least another 100, maybe 200 years out. At some point, the United States, our power is going to wane. As a global power, we're going to... Um, we're going to lose, you know, we're, we're, we're going to decline. I mean, the same way that every other global power in history has, it's, it's inevitable. And when we do, at some point, we're going to uh, not be able to support Israel the same way materially um, that we have been. And at that point, um, when, you know, Europe, when the U.S. and some of the larger powers have just, just can't do it anymore... I think that it's going to be a lot like the the Crusades. Saladin came and um, expelled the the Crusade. The Crusade. The, the European Crusaders were in uh, Jerusalem for two between two and three hundred years. Um, I think about two hundred and fifty. I don't know the exact time, but it's about that much. Um, and eventually, Europe just 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 stopped sending people over and couldn't support the Crusades anymore. And uh, you know, the, the the Muslims kicked them out. And unfortunately, I think that that's the fate that ultimately awaits Israel. Um, during you know during the uh, uh, during the Zionist movement before the establishment of the state of Israel, the thought was that they would um, establishing a Jewish state would finally um, you know tell the world that uh, you know the Jews had arrived. We're we're back, and we'll we'll you know essentially make the world respect them. And I think in a way. That was true for Europe, but it absolutely was not true uh, for the Arab world and uh, the immediate, um, you know, its immediate surroundings. Which you know, um, uh, people, the, you know, the, the the Israelis themselves weren't taking into taking into account, you know, um, in, in the late nineteenth century and early twentieth century when um, 
when the Zionist movement was growing and uh, there was a movement to, you know, reclaim Israel for the Jews. So, so I don't know. Or we're not going to be around to see that. And I hope that they're able to work it out, but um, it doesn't seem like it is. Is there anything else before we move on to Ukraine and Russia? Any, anybody got anything else? Nope. All right. All right. So, the next big global conflict, Ukraine and Russia, um, <clears throat> has kind of been locked in a bit of a stalemate for the last couple of months. We've been talking about that. Um the last uh, report I heard, I don't know if he's arrived yet, but Zelensky was coming to Washington to try and plead his case. Uh, congressional Republicans are, uh, uh, they seemingly no longer want to support um, sending more aid to Ukraine. So um, without U.S. aid, it's going to be extremely difficult for Ukraine to make grain, uh, gains on the battlefield. The um, uh, the offensive of the last couple of months did not accomplish the the military goals that we had all hoped for. Um, Russia is pretty dug in. I did read um, in a couple of articles about how um, the the Russian economy, even though it's doing better than expected, sanctions are starting to take their toll and are starting to have a bite. Um, against the um, uh, 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 starting to affect the average Russian's uh, standard of living, but Vladimir Putin uh, said he was going to run for president again in March for another. Who knows how long the term is going to be? But it means that uh, he is going to be the Russian leader for the foreseeable future. So uh, over the last week or so, I, I believe the timeline for the war in Ukraine, because these these all these events. Uh, just became a lot longer. So, Maxwell, let me open it up to you. What have you seen over the last week, and are there any changes? Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, I've been seeing the same thing I think a lot of people have, which is not a real, not too much as far as, like, any success on the front lines. They're digging in. It's going to get winter. It's not really going to move. Um, I did see the thing of... Uh, Zelensky asking for more support, some more uh, military assistance from us. Um, and, you know, I think uh, Putin's been out. You know, there was so much question of his health and all this shit, but I think I've seen some stuff where he's been, you know, reaching out to fellow despots and whatever for for support. Yeah, and one one of the things that <laughs> one of the things that um, one of the advantages that the um, you know the, the 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 democratic world has over the autocratic world is that if other democracies reach out to support, uh, we are willing to help. Whereas if other autocracies reach out for support, unless it's in their interest, excuse me, unless it's in their immediate political interest, that is, unless it reaffirms their power, they will not lend assistance. You know what I mean? The only reason that uh, Russia was helping in Syria was because of Russia's military interest in Syria. They, you know, um, they, they, they could, Putin could have cared less about Bashar al-Assad. So um, I, I don't think that they're going to get much support. They're, they're, I think with North Korea is a perfect example of this. Uh, North Korea... Uh, Russia uh, a couple months ago went to North Korea, feted Kim Jong Un, and requested um, ammunition and arms. 
And Kim Jong-un, in return, wanted nuclear secrets. So it was a, a bit of a quid pro quo. It, Kim Jong-un didn't you know, uh, voluntarily reach out and send these arms to Russia. And who knows? I mean, perhaps there are other sorts of enticements that um, Russia may be able to offer to other autocrats around the world. But I don't think that uh, there's none of them are rushing to help. China, specifically, is not rushing to help um, uh, Russia and and understands that its future, uh, its economic future, um, is much better positioned by keeping good relations with Europe and the U.S. You know what I mean. So, uh, oh, the other sorry, one thing I did leave out of my what I was saying earlier, uh, Russia is also running out of men. Uh, it has been conscripting. It's it's running out of prisoners. It has been conscripting. People from the poorer regions, it's shifting military age males from the poorer regions of um, Russia that are in the east, and it has, um, for the most part, um, not been. Uh, uh, re- it certainly hasn't started a conscription, but has tried to not affect, um, uh, you know, uh, military age males and and recruit in Saint Petersburg and Moscow because it's closer to the elites. And the moment he starts doing, Putin starts doing that, he's going to see a dip in support. He hasn't had to do that yet, but we may be getting to a point where that becomes necessary. So, sorry, I just went on there, but Maxwell, in terms of the autocrats, have you heard of any specific ones that are going to uh, uh, render Putin any assistance? No, man. Yeah. Me neither. And, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe... Uh, 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 People from the Congo or, or, or North Korea send troops. I don't know. I really don't think so. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think that it's going to happen. Um, yeah. Harp, let me open it up to you. Have you heard anything recently? No, I didn't even know Putin was going to run again. You know, who's run, anybody running against him? <laughs> <laughs> well, if they do, they better not get on any planes. <laughs> let me say that. If they do, if they do, we'll see them in the obituary. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, and Putin, he's going to win with something like, like 97% of support. Saddam, when Saddam had his elections, he won with like 97, 98% of um, support. It was crazy. So, everybody uh, loves Saddam. It was a Christmas miracle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Everybody loves me. So great. So wonderful. Wonderful. So great. So great. I do such a great yeah, job yeah. and they love. So, yeah. I did, I did see that he, I mean, he'll get his aid. You know, we'll always give it to us. I mean... I think it'll be a, uh, it's going to, you know, it's getting close to election time, so all that stuff is fixing to start being super political. Yeah. Super political. And I think that's kind of why we we sold all those arms to Israel. I thought I think the administration was thinking that was going to be a good political move for them because mm-hmm. we all can see in the news how he needs some help. So it's, well, it's all, it's yeah. all a game. If you want to talk about uh, U.S. politics, we've entered a really interesting bifurcation, and I think com- I think Biden's comments on Israel are uh, today um, are going to kind of accelerate this bifurcation. And um, the there this is is the, the wars in Israel and Ukraine are still kind of two issues where. The parties are a little bit mixed up. On most other issues, it's black abortion. Democrats are pro-choice. Republicans are pro-life. On a lot of these issues, it's very clear and down the middle. But on Ukraine and Israel, 
you have um, certain there are certain Democrats who support Israel, certain Democrats who support Palestine. On Ukraine, you've got um, so, so a lot of the old guard Republicans, sort of the you know uh, uh, pre-Trump, you know kind of Reagan Bush era national defense uh, Republicans, still very much in support of the war in Ukraine, and then sort of the Tucker Carlson side um, uh, against it. You know, although the MAGA, the, I don't want to say the MAGA side because there, there's some MAGA people who are pro-Ukraine, but like sort of the the Tucker Carlson Tea Party, very very extreme right wing of the party are against. Um, Ukraine. So you have this very, like, like and, and Israel, you have, you know, members of, um, uh, you know, members of the Democrat, Democrats in Congress who are, you know, obviously very pro-Palestine. A lot of college campuses, very, um, people are very pro-Palestine. A couple weeks ago, Hillary Clinton wrote an article, sorry, on the other hand, a couple weeks ago, Hillary Clinton wrote an article um, in the Atlantic about how Hamas has to go. And, um, so you have this very, very interesting split right now. And again, on the Republicans, I think that, um, uh, I, I don't think there are a ton of Republicans that are sympathetic to Palestinians, but there are a lot of non-interventionist Republicans and who, who don't think we should be spending that money over to Israel and are, um, uh, uh, you know, against the war for that reason. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's a very, it's going to be that the, the Israel and Palestine are going to be two very interesting issues. And if you know, looks like Trump's going to run again. He can come out. He's he's going to he's going to blast Biden on Ukraine. But Israel's he's going to have to walk a bit of a harder line um, because a lot of um, Republicans are very pro-Israel, and um, uh, you know Biden came out and gave Netanyahu that big hug and. Um, yes, I have no idea. I have no idea how that's going to play, how Israel is going to play out going forward. And who knows? Maybe, maybe the hostilities will end before the election season really starts, and maybe the the violence will end, and it'll kind of um, leave you know leave Americans' minds. But um, yeah, it's it's th- those two issues are going to be very they're going to play out very strangely uh, during the presidential election next year. So yeah. Um, and also, at the end of the day, most Americans don't vote on international affairs, um, and uh, don't really care. You have a, you have uh, a number. You have you, you know weirdos like us who follow this uh, stuff, you know, very closely. But like most people are just kind of like whatever. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, any comments on that? Any comments on on what we got there? No. Well, I was going to say, and I would definitely, I would. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, uh, Trump had moved the embassy to Jerusalem. I thought he was in good standing with uh, most Israelis. He's, yeah, I, I think, yeah, most conservative Israelis love him, you know? Um, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Uh, most Americans would probably have more of a, a, a thought when it comes to elections on the Israeli Hamas than they would the Ukraine Russia. I would think most Americans would have more of a connection with what's going mm. on there than they would what's going on in Russia Ukraine. Yeah, I would I would tend to agree with that. Yeah. Also, another like, thing too. What do you mean? Like that's more of a polarizing issue, more of a cultural, think, more of a cultural type issue. Yeah, I mean you don't you don't have many Ukrainian like. Or, or Russian, uh, I mean, 
I go down the street, I see synagogues and, and stuff like that. I don't really see a Russian church or a, you right. know stuff like that. Cultural feeling yeah. towards the Israeli Hamas war than they would Ukraine Russia. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'd have to agree with not that. Morally, like, not morally. Not morally. We're talking about. Yeah, if we're talking about like how one international thing would affect. Yeah. Like voter turnout or how people vote, like. I agree with Harp, like, and not even just on the cultural thing. I think the Russia-Ukraine thing, everyone's pretty united on that, right? There hasn't been a lot of movement in a couple months. You've got more polarizing issues, which people like to jump to their sides on. Ukraine, or not Ukraine, Israel-Palestine situation's one of them. If there was an international, if there was like a foreign affairs thing that might sway someone's vote, I would agree that it would be Israel-Palestine over I mean, who's going to argue who's going to argue like uh, the the fucking you know, us supporting Ukraine and that whole thing. I think the whole world's on board with that one. Again, it goes back to how one prosecutes a war. And I think the people that did try to like dust up and be like, ah, oh, supplying Ukraine with arms and money is a, a bad foreign policy, but, like, nobody takes them seriously. They're like, whatever, dude. Like, yeah. fucking, you know, we're, we're, we're paying for, we're paying for somebody else to kill Russians. Like, there's nothing more American than that. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I don't think, I agree with Harp, like, Russia, Ukraine's not going to be on anyone's mind. It's like, it's fucking, it's, it's its thing. It's in the background. You know, it's like there, there's there's areas in Ukraine since 2014 that have been a contested battle zone. Some of the same area now, you know, like uh, Russia has a little bit more land under its belt from 2014. But, but from 2014 up until last year, there was contested area. Inside Ukraine, where you know Russian separatists were were fucking yeah. fighting, that was just out in the open, right? Like, and it's kind of uh, it's it's kind of like dormant right now, if you will. It's just in a stalemate situation, so no one's going to think about that shit. Is Israel Palestine? That's really going to fucking divide yeah. some people up. It's going to be, you know, they're going to want if anybody if there is a foreign policy issue that kind of, you know, sets, sets somebody's voting mind up, that would, that would probably be it. Yeah. Man, if Russia, if Russia was to start kicking the shit out of Ukraine again, like they did on that initial go, I would, I, I think you would see, you know, another, a good, another good rally, but, you know, you, Ukraine's at a pretty good spot where they are containing right now. And uh, holding firm. So I mean, he, I know he's coming ask for aid, and he's like, we're not, he's gonna get it. Yeah, I mean, he, he'll get. He's gonna get it eventually. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. Get it. I mean, we're not gonna leave him out high and dry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I do. A super, super bad deal for us. Yeah, I also think that that um, would not look good for anybody who's in office. Yeah, I, I also think that, that um, it, it's gonna be a. Uh, I think that um. Yeah, we're never gonna let them. We're never gonna let the Russians take Kiev. Like it's just, we're just not gonna let it happen. You know. We've got so, way too much invested now. Yeah. So, 
But uh, but yeah, now. Yeah, but it would. But also, also, you know, going back to Israel Palestine again. If if let's just say it's very possible that Israel wraps up its operation in the next month or two, and by next November, it's completely like every it's completely forgotten. You know, everybody right now is way into it, but the that's it's the kind of thing that in the the news cycle, like nobody will remember. And that's that's the fucking worst because that's how the next war fucking starts to ferment because when everybody turns their eyes away it's uh the next one happens you know it's it's no i don't want to get off i don't want to get i once i get down that our our media don't let nothing go away in a year are you kidding me i think i heard the other day britney spears farted 12 months ago (laughs) and it's on the news i mean our culture don't let nothing go our social media any of that, it ain't going on. Yeah. All right. Well, here we are. We're, we're, we're chugling into the new year, and we're at the end of this episode. Harp, got anything else for us? No, man, I think I've said it all. Maxwell, got anything else for us? Yeah, man. Go for it. Uh, you know, something I was thinking about this week, speaking of countries taking other countries and shit like that. Um, so in the news with Venezuela and Maduro, yes. mm-hmm. uh, creating a, 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 an area command and basically annexing 50% of the country next to them for oil and gas exploitation, I was like, ho- I was like, holy shit. I mean, first off, you know, between him and Chavez, they fucking ruined Venezuela, which mm-hmm. used to be the fucking most uh, successful and productive yep. country in fucking South America. Yeah, it was the richest country in South America for a while. Yep, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. They completely fucking gutted that into oblivion. And now they're like, oh, well, we have to take this country next door for its fucking, uh, you know, that that's going to belong to us now. Like, Jesus Christ. And I was starting to, when I heard that, I was like, God damn it, how, this is in our hemisphere. Like, you know, America should say something or do something about that bullshit, like, park a fucking, and they are, like, the U.S. Southern Command is setting up, like, not officially a no-fly zone, but they're setting up, like, air patrols uh, in support of Ghana. Uh, But... The fucking thing is like, I like, you know, I can't believe I'm not hearing people outraged by this. And then I thought, oh wait a minute, uh, because it's, it it has a very us flavor, mm-hmm. where it's like we're gonna roll into country X, uh, and, and um, we're not. I mean, we usually call it freedom, but you know, these guys are making no bones about it in Venezuela. They're like, yeah, we're taking fifty percent of the country next door uh, because we need all the oil and gas that they got. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my final thought was, I was about to ask, where's the American outrage for this shit? And then I realized, you know, after reading uh, War is a Racket and two-time Medal of Honor recipient uh, Smedley Butler, uh, you know, that um, that's just par for the course. You know, this this will be my last... Co- is that, I'm sorry, is that it, Maxwell? That's, that's my final thought. <laughs> So, the 
this is a extremely interesting question, and this is a <clears throat> bind that the United States, as the world's greatest power, constantly finds itself in. So this situation is perfect. Venezuela, a country that <clears throat> we are not exactly enemies with, but that we uh, have a frosty relationship with and that we depend on for some things, is going to make this obvious power play to this country in the East. Now, we have two bad decisions. Oh, well, I, I don't want to say two bad decisions, but there are a couple of decisions in between. But overall, I think that the United States does not have a good decision. Number one, we could go ahead and send a military presence and potentially get sucked deeper into something that uh, that get sucked into a war and begin the process of overextending ourselves and basically do what all empires do, which is eventually they overextend themselves and they, they lose domestic support. They materially, they just can't hold it up and we could potentially get sucked into another uh, big, uh, another, if not another big war, at least another military engagement that is going to drain us and uh, going to cost American lives and basically turn into Iraq or we cannot do anything. And by not doing anything, we allow dictators like Nicolas Maduro to just um, run rampant all over the world. Maybe there'll just be one. You know what I mean? But when the United States doesn't act, it gives other dictators, it sends a signal to other dictators um, that they can go ahead, they can do this, they can, um, you know, we, we, we've given Ukraine a bunch of support, but guess what? Ukraine's in... Um, Ukraine is in Europe. They're, if you're from the global south, you're thinking, oh, it's a bunch of white people. So uh, the U.S. is very concerned about that. But like, if you're in South America, if you're, if you're a dictator in South America, in Africa, in the Middle East, you're like, you know, black and brown people, they don't give a shit. So we can do whatever we want. So you have these two very, very, very bad um, choices for the United States to make. I don't have the answer, but... Um, I, I think that um, either way, uh, uh, we're, um, there's something to be lost. I hope that we whatever uh, Southcom is doing right now, it's smart, it's measured, and it's effective. Um, but we may find a point where we might have to commit more, and um, it's not going to be good. So, uh, <laughs> so, so yes, so that's the sort of um, conundrum that we find ourselves in. Um, I wish I had a nice tidy answer for that but that's it all right everybody all right everyone thank you so much maxwell thank you thank you man harp thank you yeah man all right everybody we love you all we hope that you're having a great great december so far you're hope you're rolling into the holidays great we love you and we will see you next week